G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. It turns out that we all worship something. Success, money, God, whoever that might be. There's invariably something that dominates the way we feel, think and live. I'm Bernie Diamond and welcome to the program today as we kick off a new series of messages called Worship as a Way of Life. And please do stick with me because at the end of today's message I'll be telling you about our latest life application booklet. It's called Living an Authentic Life. I'd love to send you a free copy to help you live a life of worship, a life that impacts others the way God always intended. I'm not much into religion per se, you know, the whole structured ritual thing. But one of the great spiritual concepts that sometimes gets tagged with religious baggage is this idea of worship. Well, when you hear the word worship, what does it mean to you? People who don't have any particular faith in God might see it as as something that religious people do in churches or temples, maybe candles and incense or, or chanting and ritual. Something that happens, well, over there somewhere, not something that I do. A Christian might say, well, worship's what we do on Sunday morning at church before the sermon. We, we sing songs, that's our worship time. What about you? What would you say that worship is? My hunch is that the notion of worship from where God sits is so much broader than any narrow view that people might have about it. Not some religious ritual, not just some musical event, but something much more. It is great to be with you again, and we're doing a a small series this week, just talking about worship as being a way of life. You know, when we worship someone or something, we put it above all other things. We pay homage to it. In fact, it directs our lives. We will sacrifice other things, even those that are very dear to us, for the sake of the thing or the person that we worship. We all worship something, you know. I used to worship money and success and recognition. These were the things that made my whole life go around. My life was centred and ordered around those things. I sacrificed my health, my family, my rest, everything for these things that I worshipped. And actually, when I look back, I was really worshipping myself. We can all look at our lives and ask, what's at the centre of my life? Who or what do I worship? We'll know the answer to that question when we look at the sacrifices we make and ask ourselves really or truly, who or what am I making the sacrifices for? What's at the centre of my life? Is it my career? Is it my family? Is it earning more money and having a bigger house? Honestly ask ourselves, what is at the centre of my life? And to figure that out, we just have to look at the sacrifices we make, and that's who or what we're actually worshipping. 
We all have lots of, I guess, elements or, or rooms in our lives. Obviously, we need to make some sacrifices sometimes. Being a parent, by definition, is about making sacrifices for our children. Sometimes, to be sure, we have to make sacrifices for our jobs or careers. But day after day, month after month, is there one thing that keeps rising above all of those others in terms of sacrifice? If there is, chances are that's the one that we're worshipping. The notion that sacrifice is an essential part of worship is not something new. The very first time that the word worship is mentioned in the Bible, it's the story of Abraham and Isaac. Abraham was a man that God called out of his comfort zone, and, and Abraham went on a long journey, and he was an old man. It took a long time, but, but God promised Abraham that he would have many descendants. Well, Abraham and his wife Sarah were, were really old, and they still didn't have a single child to, to their name. They never thought that it would happen that they would have an heir, but this was God's promise. And ultimately, after a quarter of a century, when they were really old, God gave them a son called Isaac. You can imagine, this kid grows up, and, and Abraham and Sarah have been waiting like a lifetime to have this child. They would dote on Isaac. They would, they would just... They would just adore him. And, and what God saw was that Abraham was putting Isaac before God himself. And so God went to Abraham and said, I want you to sacrifice Isaac, you know, like on an altar, like they sacrificed animals. What an incredibly painful thing. And on that morning, when they journeyed out to the place where Abraham felt called to go and sacrifice his son, Abraham said to his servant, stay here with a donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. Imagine the tussle that was going on in, in Abraham's heart. Who's first in my life? Is it God or my son? See, we can think we're worshipping God, but then you go and look at your life and you ask some hard questions. How do I spend all my time, my money, my energy, my passions, my dreams? And like Abraham, we might get a real shock. Let's read on. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac, and he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them went on, Isaac spoke up and said to his father, Father, yes, my son, Abraham replied. The fire and the wood are here, Isaac said, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. When they reached the place that God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there, and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and took a knife to slay his son, but the angel of the Lord called to him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. Here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on this boy. Do not do anything to him, because now I know that you fear God, because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. What God was doing here was testing Abraham's heart. Abraham, who do you worship? Who do you put first in your life? God or your son? Now, we might think this is just a bit extreme, but I have to tell you, when, when I had to stop worshipping myself, you know, give up this, this whole career and wealth and recognition thing, can I tell you, that was not an easy thing to let go of. 
When, when God comes along and finally tugs on our hearts and says, do you realize you're worshipping something else? It's almost impossible to admit, let alone let go. But at the end of this, both God and Abraham knew the answer to the question, who do you put first in your life? The angel of the Lord said to Abraham, Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your only son. Can I ask you, quietly yet deliberately, who or what do you worship? When it comes to the crunch, the the one thing on this earth that is most important to you, would you be prepared to lay it down for the Lord your God? All our hopes, dreams, our future, our life, our career, everything is God exalted above all other things in our lives. Because worshipping God is about adopting a God above all position in every part of our lives. Singing songs of worship is great, but do we bow our lives down to God before anything or anyone else? In our hearts, do we truly worship God? Worship is about a whole bunch more than some religious rituals or just singing songs. The crunch question is, do we worship God with our lives? Look, no one likes a hypocrite. You don't, I don't. And yet so many of God's people, Christians, come across to others as being just that, hypocrites. And that's sad because God means for us, you and me, to have a powerful impact in this world. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of our latest life application booklet. It's called Living an Authentic Life. It's full of life-changing, practical Bible teaching to help you become all that God made you to be. You can request your free copy right now. Either stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 and we'll send your booklet straight out to you in the post. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1-300-722-415. Thanks so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again, same time tomorrow, with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.